Welcome, everybody, to Gardener's Question Time with me, Jason, and our resident gardening expert, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jason. Hey, good. Um, this week, a question from Gary in Manchester. Gary wants to know how to get Japanese knotweed out of the foundations of his club. What have we got for him? Well, that's a great question, Gary, and, and it's a question that I get from a lot of people. Now, one of the best ways to combat Japanese knotweed in the foundations of your club is to take that problem and talk about it on live television. Now, mm. I'm really interested to know if Gary's had a previous case of Portuguese bastard at his club because Portuguese bastard is a weed that can often lead to a nasty case of Japanese knotweed, especially when you twin it with the all too common lazy French millionaire's weed. Those three weeds together, uh, well, they're just really nasty. Mm. Well, it's a good, good point. A very good question. Um, he hasn't actually mentioned anything there, but just to keep things on the clear side, we all know that the drug laws in Portugal are quite relaxed anyway. But I mean, I think this is taking weed to a whole, uh, whole new level, isn't it? No, Jason, I, I think you've got a little mixed up there. Uh, we're talking about weed as in the stuff that would, you would grow on your lawn. On your lawn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Weed. Yeah. No, mate, it's, it, the sketch is about about gary neville and it's not about marijuana like this is gardener's question time that was the whole thing okay sorry my my lawn oh okay uh oh uh wonderful question there gary and thanks you very much dave uh let's uh move on with the pod then shall we I got excited. I like Gardener's Question Time. But no, it was a so-called joke. Fuck these clowns. Welcome everybody to another special edition of Born Offside, the new garden edition. Uh, in full flow uh, at this moment in time. It is spring in the Northern Hemisphere anyway. Uh, so it is time to start shoots, shoot out, and which shoots will be threaded down the bottom. Yes, that's right. It's the title race and it is also the relegation battle that we're going to be talking about. Uh, mate, what a great weekend of football. Once again, Dave, uh, tell us, uh, uh, I, th I think we've, there's only really one place to start, really, isn't it? It's the, 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 the Manchester uh, and Tottenham sequel uh, that has been going on. This is another Marvel edition. Uh, Manchester United came out winners in this one with a, a, um, a Garden Foden goal uh, after five minutes uh, against, uh, against Tottenham Hotspurs. But, uh, but, uh, but that was it. Just one nil and nothing else, really. Um, thoughts? How do you feel on this game? Wow, that was quite the intro. And um, <laughs> thanks for that. It was Manchester City who came out on top of this one, not Manchester United. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, slip. We'll move on to them later. Well done, Stevie G. Slip. Oh, ah, Denver Bar. Ah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, mate, it was a sequel. And like all sequels, it wasn't as good as the first one. <laughs> um, 
but it did threaten to be just as good for a bit. Like we had another city goal within four minutes again. And there was a big part of you thinking, Oh, here we go in for more of this nightmare. And Clive Tilsley was doing the commentary on the feed that I was watching really was hoping that this, because like you could tell Clive felt that he'd missed out midweek because he hadn't been on commentary (laughs) midweek. And you could tell that he was like, annoyed that he'd been put on the Liverpool game probably and he was like four minutes in here we go here comes another seven goal thriller and we were just six goals short um it was it was a weird game because um it really could have been another seven goal thriller Tottenham had a lot of chances Son missed one there was last ditch tackles uh Ericsson missed a very presentable chance uh, City kept the ball and controlled and they insisted on playing in those kits again and I don't mm. know why they were even worse in the daytime you barely could tell who anybody is and Manchester City I thought quite deservedly won but it was weird because it really did have an after the Lord Mayor's show feeling about it especially with I mean the likes of Foden playing and Juan Foyth playing at right wing back. And it was, you know... It was much changed, wasn't it? It it was was. much changed. But the only... I think my favourite moment of this game is when City only being 1-0 up and really, I think, wondering how they were only 1-0 up and Potts got his lamppost out and he got got uh, Fernando Llorente off the bench and you could hear the stadium go, oh, God, here it goes again. God. We're going to lose the Champions League. And the Premier League title to the Fernando bloody Llorente. You could just hear, <laughs> hear the disbelief. And um, fortunately for them, he got nowhere near the goal. But I think, mm. I think you have to give both teams a lot of credit for playing again at a, at a high level. Uh, City won the game and, and they'll be happy and I believe they deserve to do so. And to play again at that level so quickly afterwards is a, is a big credit to them. The, I think the biggest thing to come out of this game was the fact that Kevin De Bruyne hurt himself. Mm, he did, didn't he? He's out and, well, nothing's come out of the Man City camp just as, but to see him hobble off just after, you know, still in, in the first half was a little bit uh, a little bit worrying for them now and uh, for their uh, for their push for the treble, uh, which, of course, they're still on. Um, well, mate, my, my, they're my, on the uh, single. Let's not forget. They've, on, they've, they've secured the single. and They've, they've got the single. They've got the single. They're going for the double and the treble. Mate, just a, a small word on Kevin De Bruyne's exit from the game. It was a deliciously Kevin De Bruyne moment. So he injured himself, right? Which mm-hmm. is, which is uh, sh- like, you know, it's a shame and it's unlucky and you can't help but feel that Pep must be on the sideline going, look, I told you. I told you what happens if I play him too often. He gets injured. I didn't want to play him, but you all made me play him and I didn't want to. And now he's injured and I hate all of you. And they're like, Michael Arteta, Michael Arteta going, Pep, calm down, calm down, calm down. No, I don't want to calm down. My De Bruyne is, uh, is injured. But then the best thing about it is when De Bruyne injured himself, the ball then comes to him and he whacks it out of play. And then yes. like, with complete impetuous, just, I was bullied as a child and now I'm a millionaire and I'm going to do what I want. Type. And, and I was looking around going, oh, who's injured then? Because the <laughs> velocity at which De Bruyne kicked the ball out of play, you weren't thinking it must be De Bruyne because he whacks it out of play. 
And he does. I, th- I think anyone other than De Bruyne would have passed it to the person who was on the, on, on the line. And because there was somebody right on the line, I think he smashed it past. He could have easily passed it to whether it was, uh, I think it was Bernardo Silva or something. And then said Bernardo Silva, yeah, just put it out of play and gone down, right? Um, he could have done that. But no, he didn't. He decided to just smack it out into Rosé. Because he did, he really did. Um, I wonder if he hit someone, like, you know, because, you know, Mate, people up there seen, not always paying attention. Have you ever seen that classic Not the Nine O'Clock News sketch from, I think it's the late 80s, uh, where they're, I mean, yeah, it must be, it must actually be the early 80s because they're making fun of John McEnroe. And like they do a at home with McEnroe sketch and like he comes down for breakfast and he goes, how was your tennis game, John? My tennis game was good. Don't slurp your orange juice, John. I did not slurp my orange juice. <laughs> Don't you imagine that like at home with Kevin De Bruyne is more or less the same thing? Same kind of thing. Absolutely. Oh, dear. Oh, poor, poor old Kevin. Poor old Kevin. He's had a turbulent season. He's had a real tough one. Turbulent um, life. I feel like he's had a really turbulent life, KDB. Poor guy. Poor fella. <laughs> Mate, it was uh, it was it was still a very enjoyable match and, uh, and one that was uh, worth seeing. I think Son's been played really well. I was surprised to see Dyer in there. I didn't realize he was. I think back. Dyer was surprised um, to see himself in there. Like he went. I on. think he probably. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was one of those who was visibly like, oh shit, this is a Premier League football match. It's played at an extremely <laughs> quick pace. Bloody hell! Oh, <laughs> me. Oh, that no, I'll be going off. And he went off, didn't he? Um, he did, yeah. 60, 60 odd minutes. Yeah, which for a defensive on. defensive midfielders don't go off after sixty minutes unless they've like no. at halftime gone no. Gaffer, this is too fast. Sorry, <laughs> Eric. No, it's just too quick, Gaffer. I've got to come off. <laughs> it's too fast. I'm not ready. I'm not ready, Gaffer. <laughs> like yes. Well, um, we need him back though. Mate, so the- I hope he gets better. I uh, well, he's obviously going to be back because otherwise he wouldn't have been risked to be played in this. Well, especially from the start. Um, but we've, uh, mate, with Gazaniga in goal, I can see uh, what mate, uh, Potch sorry, was doing. Sorry, there. sorry, I won't have that on this show. It's Gaza African American. Gaza African American in goal, <laughs> with Gaza the African, the the African American guy. No, no, it's, it's Gaza African American. Gaza African American in goal. Um, uh, it, it was no surprise that uh, that uh, Poch uh, elected to play with 17 uh, players at the back, really, was it? So, um, but all the centre-backs out. We had Sanchez, <laughs> Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Foyth, and like Dyer is a centre-back on occasion. True, so we, we, true. We had five of them on the field and somehow managed to concede a goal to the shortest man on the field with his head, having had the ball passed to him by the second yeah. shortest man on the field with his head it was ridiculously stupid goal to concede like it was I think embarrassing it, wasn't it because that's Vertong is it Vertong really, I can't remember Vertong or I, think actually, I think it's Sanchez actually who loses Aguero uh, I'm not sure who it lost Foden but like yeah. Sanchez is certainly supposed to be on Aguero if Phil Foden stood on top of Sergio Aguero would they be as tall as Davinson Sanchez it would be close for sure. <laughs> uh, so you you do wonder, you know, what was going through Sanchez. I I've still, you know, for me, judges still out for Sanchez. You're still a bit kind of mm, not sure about him. Uh, I think in a flat back four, he doesn't get in, does he? He's got no. Alderweireld. 
Vertonghen. Uh, maybe if Alderweireld goes this year uh, in the summer, then Sanchez has got a chance to, to come on in. But Foyth is doing really well as well, isn't he? So, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, uh, with Davinson. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I think all in all, uh, you know, the, the BBC actually gave um, Edison man of the match, and, and rightly so. I think Edison played extremely well. It's the first time I've seen him as busy as he was. The but the, really the the moment I thought that uh, uh, epitomised it was when Mora was through and uh, 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 Laporte came back with that sliding tackle, didn't he? I think that was really possibly one of the big moments that you thought, you know, well, it was, was, it, was it sunny? It, it, it was, was, it was, it was, it was, it was sunny. And it was, it was noticeable how much better Laporte on Saturday was than Laporte on Wednesday was like mm. a lot, a lot, a lot better. But it was interesting to me how many chances Spurs were able to create simply by having a go at that city um, back line because cities, like both teams actually played with a really high line and like mm. the ball gets compressed into like the middle third, no, sorry, not the ball, the play gets compressed into the middle third of the pitch and just one long ball over the top at any point. And it's, especially with Sun and Mora playing the city, the city back line is really exposed and Ericsson wasn't doing anything more complicated than just, I've received the ball in the middle of the field because play's broken down. I'm going to pump it over the top. He wasn't even looking. It was just like, over the top it goes. Again, mm. you know, it was causing all sorts of trouble. And he knew that, that Son, with his speed, his, his pace, he'd be, be able well, to the quick end of too. it. So, more is quick too, exactly. So, but mate, yeah, Manchester City, uh, uh, let's move on just uh, very quickly. Manchester City, of course, with the title uh, uh, looming, this was probably, I would, I'm going to now say that this is probably their toughest match that they've put to one side because week they've got to go to old trafford but mate it suddenly doesn't look all that bad we'll move on <laughs> well, i think we're going to move on to, to manchester united's result in part we, two of this podcast in part but two yes. all right okay but yes i, mate, I was like segue into that but like yeah no was, let's let's reserve a whole section for uh for the manchester united match uh because obviously that was uh quite fun uh for a lot of us so, um, but uh, obviously, yeah, the other team, of course, Liverpool uh, went into Sunday's match knowing that they obviously had to to go ahead and, and win their match. But they did so and did so quite well uh, uh, against Warlock, the Warnock side, uh, to win Wijnaldum with a beautiful, beautiful, a I thought. Finish. Very nice Gigi finish uh, I know, yeah, he... Straight, he came in, came up trumps. It was nil nil at half time. It looked pretty. Liverpool were were pretty much on top for for the majority of it, uh, or at least had the better chances. Uh, uh, Cardiff still had a couple of chances there to be able to. There was that one chance with Morrison when they were one nil down that uh, that really could have turned it. Mate, chance is down, not but, um, chance is not a word that that is appropriate. No. It was more than a chance. It was more uh -huh. than an opportunity. It was, it was. Um, Oh God! It was an inevitability that was somehow evitabilized. Like <laughs> it was, mate. It's a, if Eric Chupa Molting hadn't missed the chance that Eric Chupa Molting missed the other week, I think we'd all be talking about it as miss of the season. Like it is the kind of thing that, as a Liverpool fan, you've got to be watching it and thinking, "Well, we're going to win the title because that's just ridiculous." The ball's come across the box to Morrison, who's the Cardiff centre-back, am I right? 
who scored a vital goal away to Brighton, who does nothing in his career other than put his great big shiny bonts onto footballs (laughs) and somehow contrives to not only... He he didn't miss it. Like, he he cleared it. (laughs) Like, it was... was But it comes off his back, right? But it comes off the top of the spine so like it actually well he's dropped his head maybe his head is so heavy that when he's (laughs) run and jumped his head's gone gravity (laughs) you know he's just dropped and it's hit the back of his the top of his spine it's an unbelievable circus trick and um i don't know quite how he's done that but mate um, can you imagine him at half time Saying to or full time saying to Neil Warnock, Neil Warnock is going, Morrison, what on earth happened there? And he's going, Gaffer, I've misunderestimated the uh, the effect of gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least my my head has. The rest of my body was was flying through the air like no like Superman, you know, it was great, but my head for some reason just dropped. Don't know what I've got in here, lead. Gold Do you think Warnock would have like, accepted that as an excuse? <laughs> like he would I have think won. he would. I think he oh. would. I think he'd accepted it. Probably would have come out as well and spoken to the press about it. Well, you know, the lad Morrison there has got gold in his head and that's the, uh, that's the issue. <laughs> but I thought it was a great match between two, two, ta- two teams looking for the win. And, uh, you know, was, um, mate, it was just comical. It was really... The only thing I can say in his in his defence is that Allison is sprawled for it. He looks like he's going to get his to it, but doesn't. And in that split second, does he think he's not going to get it? And so therefore, just Morrison just kind of goes, just drop my head, you know. And then it comes off the top of his spine, you know. It's just a, yeah, it's just funny. Bizarre. Just, I think it was true. Very, yeah. But uh, Milner stepped up. First minute with a penalty, which I think was a penalty, really, wasn't it? I mean, I've heard arguments on both. I can see why. Um, Again, it's Morrison, isn't it? Uh, He's all over. Like he's giving, he's giving Salah a a body rub. I think you know he's uh, (laughs) he's going all he's going all oil on him. You know, I've got the oil out. You know, it was horrendous. It was horrendous defending. He was like, like you said, he was all over him, touching him, rubbing him, feeling him. The whole lot, yep. like, and Salah doesn't go down, doesn't go down, doesn't go down. And it's as if Salah goes, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to go down. You've, like, this yeah. is, it's, <laughs> it was like an accumulation foul. Like, none of, the, none of the touches and rubs in and of themselves were a penalty. But the fact that there were six of them, I think, felt like, and I was, I was of the opinion, like, well, that's a penalty. He's just being silly. Like, it was a penalty for silliness. Like, like as if the ref was, was on, no, too much feeling him. It's just too much. It's, no, stop it. Don't touch him there. Penalty. <laughs> like, it's, oh, it was a weird one. But, yeah, Salah. But then Salah did go down. Like, what did Warnock describe him? I th- did, did Warnock call him a fairy? Let me look that up. Uh, he's, no, I think he said, okay, I've got it here, actually. Um, he, he said, Mo Salah could not have got much higher off the diving board, ah. according to Cardiff manager Neil Warnock, after the Egyptian one. <laughs> but, mate, he... He, he also gave him a 9.9. Well, um, it's, uh, he said, I think at the end of it, it was a 9.9 uh, Tom Daly job. So um, I don't it's... know. It was more of a flop than a dive, wasn't it? Like, like yeah, yeah. No, just that's true. 
It was like a deck of cards all kind of just crumbled the last sort of, you know, uh, uh, like as if he just had enough, you know. Oh, this guy's all over me. I've, I've said no, you know, and no means, <laughs> all right, you know, drop as much as he wants it. Drop to the, drop floor. the floor. Remember what they taught you, Mo. If, if a man touches you there, just drop to the floor. <laughs> drop and roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> it is incredible. And But, mate, uh, up stepped a uh, 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 good Milner. And what's up with the, the old man celebration thing? What's going on there? What did he do? Well, he's uh, old. Uh, yeah, so that's it, is it? I and think accused so. of being old. And, and, well, and yeah, boring. All right, okay. He is commonly and, accused of being boring, isn't he? And, yeah, and fair enough. Yeah. There was an entire parody account, which I believe the parody account still has more followers than actual James Milner. But the parody <laughs> account is like boring James Milner and it, it tweets like very, very boring things. And apparently James Milner is a huge fan of that parody account. And in fact, joined Twitter in a bid to become friends with the person who runs that parody account because he loves it so much. But yes, James Milner is essentially an old, boring man. Well, mate, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. He almost looks like a little bit like he's, he's like a blind person. Could he? I don't like it because I, when I saw it, I thought he was like, like a, you know, a, a blind man's stick, you know, and he was sort of, you know, pat, patting away and patting away at the, at the ground. I don't know. Maybe I'm, Possibly, you know, but anyway. It's one of two options. He's either making fun of himself and being so old or he's taking on the entire blind community. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, now I've seen it. Um, oh dear, no, sorry, that was pretty poor. Right, mate, let's, uh, the, the, so no real surprises in the title race uh, uh, between Man City, uh, Man City and Tottenham and Cardiff and Liverpool on that one. Let's take a short break. Mate, mate, and, before, uh, let's just, talk. just before we do, just oh, yeah. before we do, who do you think is going to win it? City have got United away, Burnley away, Leicester at home, Brighton away left, and then Liverpool yep. have got Huddersfield home, Newcastle away, Wolves home left. All right. Well, last week you said that you thought Man City might sort of trip up on the on the away match, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of beginning to think that absolutely. When you think about momentum, they've got this match away against Man United. I have a funny feeling it's going to be a six-one drubbing, similar to how it was what two seasons or two three seasons ago, five-one uh, uh, or whatever. Uh, I, I think City will have way too much for uh, for United on this occasion, and United fans as well in the crowd who all want Liverpool not to win the title more than a defeat, a single defeat against Man City, may play a big part uh, uh, in on this one in the in, in the crowd. But uh, we'll soon see about that. But um, uh, to be honest, when you look at the the remaining three fixtures for after all of those they're all quite winnable like if you put them in the middle of the season you would expect or in both teams to just completely win it i'm gonna go what? with that i'm gonna go with wins for all up until the very last day uh, although you know crazy stuff happens in the premier league i'm gonna stick with it and I'm, i think man city are, are the more likely to to to, to run away well, with this one. Also, it sounds boring but. also man city don't have two champions league games in the middle of that. Exactly. United do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Liverpool do. Yes, exactly. That's going to, I think that's going to play a really big part in it as well. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think so. And that last game at home to Wolves for Liverpool, um, you know, if it's, even if, let's say, something crazy happens and they lose to either United or Burnley, Man City this is, um, Liverpool, I have a feeling, you know, we've been saying that all season, that, that they... 
they they coming from behind uh, uh, much better you know that that team that's just in the in the mire and they'll they'll be there to to pip them at the, you know at the stages that home match against Wolves has all the hallmarks of uh, of a defeat uh, or even just a draw uh, when they might have needed was guarantee it so that could be the one interesting sort of slip up they go into the final day of the season with uh, Liverpool two points ahead and uh, and then they only get a draw against Wolves and uh, Man City gets a win against Brighton away so um, I think uh, I'm still saying Man City for this um tasty yep uh what your view what do you think what do you think oh i just i think you're probably right i think city going out of the champions league means that they can play the strongest player i everyone was looking at that united game as the as the banana skin for them and now Mm. it's looking like one of their easier fixtures because um (laughs) as we'll get on to united were pretty so i made leicester at home Maybe they've already lost to Leicester this year. Jamie Vardy feeling like yeah. a twat. It's possible. Yeah. I totally Could get do. what you're Could saying, do. though, that it wants Liverpool hit the front. And, like, I don't know. The City team is weird because mm. the City team have lost Palace, Newcastle, and um, Leicester this season, which mm. is... Which I don't know. And just for me watching the City side up close the last few, like we've had, what, three games against them. They are a team that, that do get complacent within a game. Like they, mm. they are so much better than their opponent that they forget to play on occasion. But then I really take your point about if Liverpool hit the front at any point, Liverpool will shoot mm. themselves in the foot. So it's almost as if Liverpool need to... to, to to overtake them on the last day, but you can't see that happening with Brighton being the people that City have to play against because, you know, City are so much better than Brighton. Oh, you'd have to believe that, unfortunately, City... The real shame is that someone's going to lose this title on 96, 97 points, (laughs) which is just horrible. And I just feel like if that happens to City, they'll recover from it. But if it happens to Liverpool, I think the entire City might just jump off a cliff. Like, which is sad. within itself, and yes, be no more. It, it, it would be sad. I mean, I'm still not quite there on the sympathy uh, uh, route for Liverpool, but um, you know, and and from football in terms of we got we got that that Newcastle match, you know, with with Benitez. I mean, good lord. I mean, it still could end with Man City winning by six points in the end with if if new if liverpool slip up at uh, at newcastle and then lose a, a, you know against wolves i can see that happening far in a far more likely fashion than the, that burnley slip up wouldn't it uh, be but, uh, wouldn't it be yeah. strange if if city end the, the year with the league title which is the which is the trophy that liverpool want above all others and liverpool mm-hmm. end up with the champions league title which is the trophy that city wants above all others could they do a swap like, would, would we allow it? Would we allow them to do I, a swap? Down a dark alleyway, you know. Like no, night, no, you know, no. Like, like Wembley Stadium, huge ceremony. Invite everyone together. Have a kick around and do an official trophy swap. And say, there you go. Trophy swap. <laughs> <laughs> There's the one you wanted. There's the one we wanted. Off we go. Everybody clap rules? and cheer. I don't see Is there anything not. in the rules? I don't Saying see that not. you're not allowed to? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh. It's on. The giant trophy Beautiful. swap. Love it. <laughs> With that. that- 
with that, let's take a break, mate. And uh, let's, let's come back and talk uh, about the race for the top four. Other English names for Japanese knotweed include fleece flower, Himalayan fleece vine, monkey weed, monkey fungus, Hancock's curse, elephant ears, pea shooters, donkey rhubarb, sally rhubarb, Japanese bamboo, American bamboo, and Mexican bamboo. Fuck, that's a lot of names. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of Born Offside, uh, uh, with the top four really potting up now. This is taking on, uh, uh, mate, it's, it's taking on a, a, a bit of a, a crazy ride, uh, which is, is not one that we would have expected. The, 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 the top four positions just keep on and chopping and changing and chopping and changing in a way that every single week that goes by whoever's at the top of it we keep thinking yes they're the ones yes they're the ones it's it's pretty unbelievable really and mate we i think with the race for the top four obviously we had tottenham uh, manchester city um i'm not gonna say it wasn't a big surprise obviously the result was probably a big surprise because we thought it was going to be even more but it was just the one nil but uh, 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 that gave Manchester United and Arsenal the opportunity to catch them uh, and obviously playing their game uh, uh, tonight uh, against Burnley. Um, well, everybody would have thought that it would have been an, a, a golden opportunity. Mate, let's start at Goodison, which oh, is pretty much the only one we can start. Uh-huh. Um, final result. The final and remember, Manchester United really needing a good win here uh, to, to cement their uh, possibilities of a top four. Uh, the final result here was Everton 4, Manchester United nil. Uh, as, so, the, um, as the Manchester United chant at the moment goes, Ole's at the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel? Not very. It feels Not terrible. good at all. And if, no, you're, if you're Gary Neville with Japanese knotweed up in everything... <laughs> It feels wretched. Maybe, mate, Ollie wheel, but he's got olive oil all on his hand. <laughs> slipping out everywhere. And the car is heading uh, to a bridge, towards a bridge. And yeah. it's uh, like one of those tall bridges, like uh, the Golden, uh, Golden Gate Bridge, I think. And it's heading towards it. And Ollie's at the wheel with oil on his hands. So uh, how, tell me, how good does it feel now? Um, Horrible. <laughs> like, really... What? Bad. Isn't it a like? Look, Clive Woodward surely has to go. Now, I'm I'm not a Man United fan, as you know, uh, but we've got listeners who are Man United fans. I'd love to know what they're thinking at the moment and how they're feeling at the moment because they're since Ole has been given the wheel, um, (laughs) since since Ole has 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 taken the height, they have been on an absolutely abysmal run and they're not looking like they're gonna finish in that top four is it i mean if they lose to manchester city uh, at home um in a couple of days time it's on wednesday isn't it um mate it's just gonna be a complete disaster really is they'll be lucky to they'll be lucky to finish sixth there you go uh <laughs> i think they obviously will finish they're miles away at Everton, uh, but um, mate, let's let's start start with the match. Uh, a lovely goal by Richarlison, I thought. Uh, uh, that lovely was, finish. Uh, lovely, a, a finish, lovely finish. But yet a horrible goal to concede because any goal conceded from a throw 
from a long throw is so 90s. Like it's, it's just horrible goals conceded from throws. Like it's, and like Dean's launched it in, it's got a flick on, and Richarlison has saved the goal from being really ugly with his spectacular finish. But the goal, is, oh, mate, I don't like goals from throw-ins. Do you like goals from throw I don't like a knock-on either, mate. I don't like, you know why I don't like a knock-on? Because it says to me, Steve Bold, Martin Keown, Tony Adams. That's what a knock-on says. <laughs> and I hate a knock-on. And like, it's a throw and it's a knock-on. Oh, Richarlison really saves it. Also, it was, you know, a goal against Manchester United, which helped it. But, um, oh, mate. I don't know. I don't want to see too much of that, please. It's it, yeah. It wasn't. It was not a nice, uh, a nice taken very very well. Uh, there was there was a bit of a debate about a high foot there, and uh, like um, I think Dallow, uh, who's the the defender, is there. If he head on that ball, uh, then yes, there could be a shout for uh, a high foot. But he kind of doesn't he? He's like. Yeah. Just you know, he doesn't really go for it. So, um, but mate, uh, uh, I, I, if it wasn't uh, a reason enough for Manchester United to think, right, let's pull our socks up and go for it, um, they uh, they let uh, uh, Sigurdsson uh, uh, away through the uh, th- the middle of the park, uh, get to the uh, uh, get to about what 30, 35 yards out, and uh, and stand and then open up the whole defence in the middle and. Bang! What a whack by Sigurdsson. That was a, that was a gem as well, wasn't it? Really, uh, a two-nil uh, uh, after thirty minutes. Um, Man United looking shaken, uh, really, weren't they? So, yeah. I mean, they they were wretched and horrible the whole way through. They, I, I think, I may. I don't want to touch on this too much, but I do want to touch on it a lot. Which is, um, <laughs> which is Gary Neville. Hang on. <laughs> Not Salah and, and Morrison revisited, is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to touch him too much, but I do want to touch him a lot. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's the whole Gary Neville thing. Just, cause, just because that's the, what it will now be boiled, boiled down to is the fact that mm. Ole, Ole's had to apologise and Gary Neville's gone off on a rant. Like a full, proper, like... Oh, spectacular rant. And I think the part of it I like the most, well, the second most, is, is the Everton have run four kilometers more than us. Everton. As if Everton are a bunch of lazy bastards, which I don't think they are. All right, I, I, I get the fact that they're a, they're a lower club or a, or a lesser club than Manchester United. You'd be hard-pressed for anyone to, to argue any other way. But like, they're not an infamously lazy team, are they? Uh, no, they, they, they combat for the Everton Cup every year. Give them a bit more, Gary. Come on. Speaks of them with such disdain. It's just, I think the whole thing, though, the whole rant is all just full of badness. He really is just completely pissed off. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm so happy. Mate, and <laughs> then the, the, Japanese, great. the Japanese knotweed reference, which we've obviously built this podcast episode off of, <laughs> <laughs> like, mate, have you ever heard of Japanese knotweed before? Like, he's no, got, not he, at all. He's got to have had a problem, no? Like, Genev in one of his big, one of his big properties, has got to have had a Japanese knotweed problem. I'd say fairly <laughs> recently. <laughs> and he's, uh, mate, I've I've googled Japanese knotweed, and to give it its proper name, it's called its its full name is 
Reinoiteria japonica. Other mm -hmm. English other English names for Japanese knotweed include fleece thrower, Himalayan fleece vine, monkey weed, monkey fungus, Hancock's curse, elephant ears, pea shooters, donkey rhubarb, Sally rhubarb, Japanese bamboo, American bamboo, and Mexican bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> It is prevalent, obviously, at the club, and it. Uh, and there's also, did you, there's also a fact here uh, on Google that says Japanese knotweed can grow four inches per day during the summer. What? Yeah. Really? So let it go. It's obviously getting turned on at that club because yeah. if it's growing four inches every day, wow, it's going to be wow. filling up that club before you know it. May I um, uh, put it to you that the um, uh, uh, the the ground staff have a lot of work to do on that piece. Uh, if, if there's some real, oh, real sort got of a nasty, nasty case of Hancock's curse in here. Well, it's not Hancock's oh. curse, it's pea shooters. Oh. Same thing, give me that the donkey rhubarb. It's Japanese, not weed. Right, right let's get to work. Come on, lads. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> what are they doing down there? Oh, they're just combating the, the, the Japanese, not weed that's in there. Don't you worry, it's all right. I'll get this one. Mate, uh, mate it is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. If you're if you're head groundsman, stroke uh, Manchester United's new director of football, what you're gonna what you're gonna do? Like who you're gonna sell and who you're gonna buy? Mate, I'm gonna give you a minute. You could you could sell as many as you want to and buy as many as you want to. Realistically, go for it. Good lord! Oh, all right then. Um, God, you 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 there a little bit. I would be saying that. Um, uh, Pogba, I, I would say Pogba. Let, let Pogba, Pogba go. Pogba, I can't even say his name. Uh, I thought Matic, Pogon will be Pogon. I thought Matic was was horrific. Uh, yeah. He was at fault for uh, for a, the goals. Uh, mate, the centre pairing at the back of Jones and Smalling is obviously horrible. Yeah. Uh, Lindelof, they played him at right back, so they thought yeah. he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, mate, uh, Lukaku, just too fat. He's Sorry, out. mate. Mate, who are you going to no keep? Good. Maybe that'll be briefer. Um, who are you going to keep? Ah, now, now that's that's easy. Um, uh, Dallo. <laughs> Dallo. Rashford. Would you keep Rashford? I'd keep Rashford, of course. Lingard. Uh, probably keep Lingard. Yeah, probably. Just, you know, keep him in there. Sure. Uh, Martial has to go. Luke Shaw. No, I, I think I'd get rid of Luke Shaw as well. It's, he's been through too much. Too much crap has happened. But that leaves you with, you know, with people like McTominay, for example, at the right, back there, you know, I mean, leave, you know, keep him in there. He's all good. De Gea. Um, mate, uh, De, well, De Gea, I reckon De Gea could, could possibly go as well. You know, I, I think uh, um, I heard an, an interesting one on a podcast uh, uh, earlier saying, what about if there was an option for a De Gea and to uh, a Courtois swap uh, for Real Madrid? Real Real Madrid has, has been interested in, in De Gea for a while and uh, uh, they might be willing to let De Gea run down his contract, which obviously runs down summer, um, so that they can get him for free. But if uh, uh, Zidane really wants him straight away, then maybe just a straight swap for Courtois and Brutois in. That would be a good thing for Man United, I reckon. Um, uh, but uh, apart, apart from that, they need, and this has been a big, big Fred. argument throughout the year, they need leaders, right? I mean, there's been a, a, a lot of talk about that. Have any any leaders in the club? It seems like a a, a, a kids uh, a play park with Pogba Pogba. Jeez, I can't say his name today. Pogba 
a, you know, and having a joke and having a laugh and having a bit of a whatever, you know, and then when he gets out on the pitch, he just doesn't seem to be taking it seriously. So, um, um, but one of the big mistakes now as well, and one of the big people I'd see go, and this, <laughs> this is ridiculous, I think Solskjaer to go. I don't think Solskjaer is the no, right person. No, let's not be doing that. He's only just got there. Right. He's only just got there. You, right. have to, you have to honor a contract. Mate, Fred, you selling him? Selling him. Yep, absolutely. Right. So, mate, uh, what you've got left at the moment is, from what I can tell, you've got Courtois on a swap deal. You've got a back four of Dallow and no, sure you've gone. So, you've got Dallow in your back four. You've got yep. Tommy Lingard and Rashford. Yep. I mean, who are they going to purchase? Like, realistically? What? Zaha? Uh, God, Jesus. I mean, Bale? they need to bring in. Uh, well, I mean, that, that has been talked about, hasn't it? That's been an option. Um, oh, Sanchez has to go as well, by the way. Yes. Uh, uh, he, I don't think so. Um, Toodles. Uh, Toodles, gone. Lucas Rojo, as, again, as well. Like, what's he doing there as well? So, matter. One matter. matter. Yeah, matter and Valencia, they're both going, aren't they? Already. Oh, Andres Pereira. Oh, Pereira God. as well. Oh, There's going to be no one there. Um, Eric Bailly is still there, but man, if all them. And Eric, what is that club doing? Uh, it's just bizarre. Um, mate, I think you can have an overhaul like that. And actually, Solskjaer has come in and said that he's probably not going to change a lot of them, which I think is just ridiculous. Uh, but people that they need to bring in, yes, Bale would be a good person to bring in. I think they should go to Leicester and bring in Maguire at the back. Um, uh, oh, he's tailed off. It. The Sabbath revolution. Yeah. They should have got him straight away after the world. They should have paid 70. I reckon he would have gone from strength to strength and become something special. Uh, but now he's, you know, he's kind of lost, uh, at, you know, because of all that talk and everything, it's probably got to him a little bit. And he's kind of lost uh, over at Leicester. And I, I think he would be a, a real good come in. But, mate, the thing is, whoever they go for, whichever club they decide to attempt to negotiate with, they're going to be licking their lips. No, they're gonna, this is gonna, it's going to be premium. They have to pay premium for absolutely everyone. The only real solution to this is do a little bit like what Manchester City have done, kind of, and just go slightly ab- below that top, top echelon of, of players and go for 20 and 30 million youngsters, you know, and bring them in. There's that lad at Celtic that's been uh, 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 touted as, as a real future centre uh, uh, as well. I forget, I forget his name, but... Um, uh, they, they say that he's he's going to be the next one, and he should be coming into Man United as well. So it, it's probably about time that they've just, they just they just throw away the scrapbook. They just throw the whole away and go. You know what? We've completely failed over the last five years since uh, since Ferguson left us. Let's throw everything away and let's start from the, the the ground. You know, and let's bring in youngsters everywhere and say to them all, hey. You're not going to be champions this year. You're not going to be champions next year. You're not going to be champions in the year after, probably. But, you know, by 2022, uh, you'll be looking at really competing with a beautiful squad that is, is there to, to really show the world that, uh, that, you know, you can bring the youngsters through. Because I don't think they've got anyone in their academy, have they? I mean, they've got this Mason Greenwood, uh, um, uh, Tahith Chung. Uh, but, like, you know, they, they don't look... Chung's like hair is too big. Um... I would, yeah. mate, the thing that really interested me about this, and we'll, I think I'll just talk about this quickly and then move on. 
the thing that really interests me about this is that all the problems that Manchester United have now in terms of a whack, uh, a whack, a lack of work ethic, uh, uh, an inability to put out a decent back four. There was this fella called Jose Mourinho who was saying the exact same thing approximately five to six months ago where he was saying they don't work hard enough and I haven't got any decent defenders. And we're all like, shut up, Jose. You've got all the defenders you want. You bought Eric Bailly and like, you have to be a modern man and make them work hard and whatever. Turns out Jose was a bit right. Like he was kind of correct. <laughs> no? Well, it's, it's certainly going to raise his stock because his stock is, was obviously rotten when he left Man United there was nobody willing to take him uh, uh, take him on, no, no top sides anywhere in the world, maybe uh, this is exactly what Mourinho needs to get back in uh, Solskjaer to fail and for Manchester United to fail miserably, yes there'll be a lot of blame uh, headed towards them but maybe they'll start to see the reality of the fact that this team, this club is, they're doing a little bit like what Chelsea have been for the last five odd years as well, right? Funny Mourinho being there uh, at Chelsea as well during that period. But uh, uh, Chelsea have also been, that's been discussed on many occasions that they are not, it, it seems like the players control uh, uh, the, um, uh, the, the locker room. It's not the manager who controls it. So um, yeah, it, this, this could very well be it. And, and everybody might be turning around for the day. And who knows, what, what, what are the odds on uh, Mourinho coming back? <laughs> Low, Man United. very low. Because while Solskjaer is complaining about having the same problems, he's doing it in less of an assholey way. Like, it's, mm, the, same, mm. it's the same complaints, but nicer. Like, <laughs> much nicer. <laughs> like, All right. Well, mate, look, uh, how about we take a quick break uh, uh, from, uh, from this and come back and, and off with uh, uh, the rest of the, the, the race for the top four with Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Everton ran four kilometres more. Everton. Everton ran backwards and they still ran more miles. Everton. Theo Walcott scored more goals than United. Theo. I gave more TV interviews than United. Me. Welcome everybody to part three of Born Offside. Uh, mate, we're, we're talking about the, the top four and we had a bit of a chuckle with the uh, wonderful result up at Goodison Park. Mate, should we have another chuckle? Oh, and go chuckle, chuckle vision. Let's, let's chuckle, chuckle all the way over to the empty crates and <laughs> find out what happened between Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Dave, take it away. Hello, Jason. Thank you. I would like to report on the fact that Crystal Palace did beat the Arsenal by three goals to two. And that was not the full story because two of the Crystal Palace goals were on behalf of the Arsenal. Extremely embarrassing. The first <laughs> one was scored by a man called Christian Benteke. Yes, the Ooh. same Christian Benteke who you and I remember as a laughingstock as the striker who literally could not buy a goal, who is in once for other words, shit. Christian Benteke scored. And then the second goal scored by Mr. Wilfred Zaha, who is not mm -hmm. very, very good. But the defending from a certain Mustafi was... Oh, my God. Mate, I'm not joking to you now. I'm not joking now. Like... Honestly, mm. as an isolated incident of defensive play, 
the mm-hmm. worst singular individual base defending I have ever, ever seen. It's like, Can I, it's it, horrendous. It, like it's, it's poorly positioned. <laughs> it's like poor application. It's judgment. It's judgment. It's poor it's judgment. It's everything. Oh my. Can I, can I put it to you? Does Leno have a case of going up to Mustafi and punching him in the face? Yes, because <laughs> Mustafi tries mm. to blame it on Leno. Which Absolutely. Is... I can't believe he's gone. And he's like, rule number one of a defender, of a good quality defender, a solid, not even a good quality defender, so just a solid defender. Rule number one, clear your lines. All right? You don't leave Fail. anything... Rule number like, one oh. failed. Give me rule number two. Rule, the thing is... The rule thing, number two, do comes... your fucking job, pardon my French, and stop Zaha from getting past, which failed. he also doesn't... Yeah. Rule Mate, number three, bizarre. see where your goalkeeper is before you start asking him to come out and pick the ball up. Mate, it was failed. totally bizarre. This long ball comes over the top, and it doesn't seem to be any real danger because Mustafi is... Like actually reasonably well positioned between Zaha, the keeper, and the and the goal, and then mm-hmm. the ball, the ball, the ball bounces, and Zaha's trying to get onto it, and and you have like I guess a decision to make at that moment, which is, do you attempt to hold Zaha off or do you run after the ball? Now running after the ball was much the better choice because he was closer to it. And he's mm-hmm. and, and the ball is not so far in front of him that Zaha has any chance to to use his greater pace to get past him. But mm-hmm. Mustafi decides to stop and do the whole I'll lean into Zaha thing. And Zaha, all credit to him, goes, Well, if you do that, I'm just gonna run around you. And run around you. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Zaha's like, that's stupid. I'll just go over here. And he does and puts it in. Oh mate, it's horrendous defending. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> I think we all did. Even me, who who doesn't care one way or the other for Arsenal, I've got no 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 love nor hate for for them. But when I watched that, I just thought, my God, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be looking at at, at Mustafa and just going like, what is that? Because in in terms of defending, it it really, uh, I just yeah, I just I just think it's horrible. I mean, if he. At least if he holds his hand up as well, that was what really pissed me off. At least if he holds his hand up at the end and goes, or, or just puts his hands on his head and realizes and just says, shit, you know, I made a mistake there. I really, I really did screw up. I thought Leno was closer. It's totally my fault because it bloody well is. But no, he turns around and he has a go at Leno who's on the floor. Did you see Leno's reaction when the ball goes past him? Leno kind of becomes becomes a scarecrow you know he spreads himself out and he stays there in that position almost Leno, as if Leno almost uh, saves it credit uh, to him like he gets yeah like, yeah true as it goes through but like he's i think he sees mustafa having a go at him and thinks hang on yeah he's probably right it was my mistake you know what i mean like it it just felt it was just all wrong and ah uh, just Wow. I, I mean, they deserve to lose the match just on that stupid little mistake. Um, but um, 
But as if it wasn't bad enough, MacArthur steps up and, and scores a third. Crystal Palace 3-1 up at the empty crates with 20 minutes to go. It's looking, uh, it's looking rosy. Aubameyang did get one back with 10 minutes to go. And you would have thought a grandstand finish from Arsenal, which they, they did obviously pile the pressure on, but they weren't able to get past. And Crystal Palace continue this wonderful record that they've got of beating top sides uh, away from home, um, which is just, uh, I mean, I, I don't see why a lot of people are talking about it and because and, it's not a completely unusual thing. A team like Crystal Palace with Pace up front, Townsend and, and, and Zaha up front, they're always going to cause problems to, to teams that, that sort of put a lot of pressure on them. But um, but yeah, they, they're certainly doing the job on, on on some of the big six this year, aren't they? So um, credit to them. I'm, I'm glad they've done okay this year. Uh, uh, Hodgson uh, um, lives to fight another day, uh, and uh, which is which of course is always also good. Um, mate, I know you don't like it, but a word for Meza Özil's goal. I thought you know. Yeah, it was, it was a good goal. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. I mean, obviously, when VAR comes in next season, that goal will be ruled out because his eyes were offside. But apart from that... <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Mate, it's uh, uh um, mate. How what what does this say for the for the top four race? Mate, the, uh, top with, four, uh, the top four race is ridiculous. I'm looking at it now. I know we've got the Chelsea game coming up tonight. But it's yep. a good time to look at it now because now all teams have played 34. So Tottenham, Arsenal, mm. Chelsea, Manchester United, this moment before Chelsea play tonight, have all played 34. And it's Spurs 67, Arsenal 66, Chelsea 66, Manchester 64. Mm-hmm. Now, and then the goal differences are 29, 25, 21. Only United's goal difference of 15 is really um, crappy, really yep. crappy and, and, and inferior. And so you're looking at it and going, it's, it's still two from four. United are so bad, but still in it. And then, I don't know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the remaining games. So just to run, the, run our seven yeah, lists through. Arsenal, the only, have, yeah, go on. Yeah, the only um, uh, top six, you can say top six clash in there is on the 28th of April between Man United and Chelsea. That's the only one. Uh, well, that United, uh, United have the hardest running because United have to play City at home. Um, oh yes, okay. With, they with, have to, with the yeah, City match as well. Yeah, they have to play. They have to play City at home and then Chelsea at home, and then they've mm-hmm. got Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home. So their last two are, uh, you really should win, but I can't see them winning. I can't see them winning either of the first two, and certainly not both mm. of the first two. Um, mm, no, and, but even it's it's in such a way that even if United were to let's say beat Chelsea at home, that would knock Chelsea out of it. You would, you would think. So I think yeah. I think by virtue of the fact that Chelsea and United have to play each other, that that Spurs and Arsenal are in the driving seat. Especially when I look at Spurs' fixtures: Brighton at home, yep. West Ham at home, Bournemouth away, Everton at home. You can't ask for much easier than that. Brighton are not looking to do anything other than just dig in and desperately fight for a point. West Ham's season is over. All right, it's a little bit of a derby, but they've been terrible on the road. Bournemouth's season is is over. And, and, it's over, yep. And then Everton's season, uh, Everton are terrible away from home and their season's more or less over. So Spurs should, I know they've got a Champions League and they've got some injuries that might come into play. Arsenal have got Wolves away, which I, which I think is their really tricky fixture because Arsenal are terrible on the road and Wolves are still playing like they've got something to prove 
a little bit. Mm. I think I think Nuno's a bit pissed off after the FA Cup. Then they've got Leicester away, which you know, Brodge is all right, Leicester, you could say their yep. season is over, but Brodge is looking to do something. Brighton at home, which they really should win, and Burnley away. Chelsea have got Burnley at home tonight, which you really think they'll win. United away, which is their tricky one. Watford at home, which could be tricky, but Watford will have a cup final coming up, so unlikely to put out their best team. And then Leicester away. Not mm. the most straightforward of fixtures. There's, there's no doubt that when we've seen United lose away to Everton and then seen Crystal Palace go to the empty crates and win, that, that mm. all four teams have got a loss in them. Like they've they've mm. got they've got a fuck up in there, and in fact I expect all four of them to fuck up at some point, which really makes this the, you know the the, the relegation replacement almost this this season. Mm. Like yes, because two yep, of them yep. two of them are going to miss out on Champions League, and it's big. It's a big thing to miss out on mm. for, for both. Wait, but this um and just just on 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 all the all the points that you've you've just mentioned there if we talk about momentum we talk about momentum even though tottenham lost that match up at uh, uh, against city they still hold that sort of momentum with uh, the, the obviously the new stadium bounce uh, with the uh, with with the that great great win even though they lost uh, uh, but a great obviously aggregate win over man city to push them through to the quarterfinals you would imagine that in terms of momentum, it's Tottenham's to win here on this one, isn't it? Not only are they in the driving seat because they're they're in third and uh, they've they've got points on the board already, but that that momentum as well with with Arsenal losing, well, Man United losing, Chelsea ugh, flaky, you know, it's uh, it should really games, be in Tottenham's hands. And three, well, and they've got more three points than home. the others. Three games at their brand new stadium where they haven't let a goal in yet, and. Mm, mm. Well, Man United got three games at home as well, and the away match that they've got is against Huddersfield. So, but those, but the, the it's it's take away the fact that it's at home or not. They've got Man City and they've got Chelsea at home. So, both of them, absolutely, like you yes. just said right at the beginning. Tottenham's big worry is the fact that they've got a Champions League semi final in there and they're running out of players. I mean, mm, you know, that's Kane, true. Kane is done for the season. Ali's still not fully fit. Winks. Sissoko, like, although they played very mm. well, I thought, against Manchester United, uh, Manchester City, the fill-ins, but fixture congestion could be a problem for Spurs. But I don't know, with the Brighton and West Ham games before the, the Champions League even comes in into play, that could be kind of enough to cement it if they win mm. those two, you feel, with one of Chelsea and Manchester United inevitably knocking themselves. I mean, and if Chelsea, Manchester United is a draw that actually does both teams no favours. Like, No, no, not at all. Absolutely. It, it, it pegs them even, even further back. Mate, you've, you've got to be so happy with, with Tottenham's season. A team for the, which for the very, very first time in Premier League history had, didn't spend any money in either transfer window. Self-enforced embargo. <laughs> well done, Levy. <laughs> Financial Mate, fair play this. <laughs> it's just great it's, you, you, you've got to be happy I mean I know that obviously there's a lot at stake still and it would be greatly disappointing if they, they get knocked out by Ajax in the next round and then through some crazy ridiculous reason don't make it through uh, in, into, into the top four uh, for, for whatever reason it, you still kind of got to be happy don't you? I mean let's, worst case scenario they do get knocked out and, the, and Tottenham don't make it in the top four how do you feel then? As a then I'd, be, I'd feel horrible <laughs> like, right, you feel horrible, of course, but like given 
okay, only given that b because of the situation that you're in right now with four games to go, right? But like, given everything else that like Pochettino's had to go through and that the team has to go through and all the criticism that was thrown their way. Is your, you know, is your question, is your question, am I happy as a Spurs fan or am I pleased with Poch? Because if the question is, am I pleased with Poch, the man's a saint. Like any <laughs> can any, do no wrong. I mean, he can he can do wrong, but he's he's not he's never doing it. And and um, I think any man who who makes a cojones gestures of the size, <laughs> like I think we've all seen that footage now of Pot in the dressing room post the miracle of Manchester, where where he does the cojones uh, that what I'm calling the I mean Diego Simeone, the Simeone, that, yeah, that's a Simeone. Yeah. But if you look at Simeone's cojones, when Simeone does it, the, the mm -hmm. cojones are the width of, of, of his two thighs. Yes. Poch's cojones are like, you know, we're talking albatross. The length, the of, length a... of his wingspan. They are big ass. They go, they go up and down, mate. They really do. Whereas Simeone's <laughs> kind of stay in the same place. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah they kind of... Simeone's are more realistic. I mean, they're more realistic, oh, yeah. cojones, but Poch, those are some big... More of a cartoon character, isn't it, really? Yeah. You know, it's, and they go man, from knee to navel, uh, you know. And a man with cojones that size can do no wrong. I love him. I love him <laughs> and I always will love him. He's magic, you know. No, 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 no. He can do wrong, but he's just not. And that's <laughs> yes. the <laughs> he is. I think he could do a lot wrong with those cojones. But he's <laughs> he could do a lot those wrong. cojones in check. Well done, Poch. Um, mate, let's move on uh, uh, with, with the pod, mate. Let's uh, let's talk, uh, take a short break and come back and talk uh, very, very qui uh, quickly and briefly about the relegation scrap. <laughs> Welcome back to part four, uh, what feels like an eternity uh, uh, for, for us. So for you, the viewer, gosh, uh, listener, whatever, uh, probably is going absolutely mental. Um, mate, we're here. We've got the relegation fight. You said it yourself. Uh, uh, the relegation battle has almost sort of been replaced uh, by this fight for the top four. Um, it's uh, Over the weekend, uh, Newcastle three, Southampton one. So Newcastle have pretty much, even though mathematically not, uh, uh, 100% safe. They're pretty much safe now, aren't they? So, uh, um, and uh, uh, we are, obviously we know Cardiff lost, so they weren't able to get gain any points uh, on to Brighton. And Brighton got probably a very valuable and creditable draw against Wolves, stopping a, a horrible rot that they were in as well. Um, mate, do you see? Cardiff getting out of this? What, what do you reckon? What do you think? Well, the Cardiff were never likely to get points um, against Liverpool, and I don't think that's where they were targeting them. Mm -hmm. I think the one where they're look, really looking at is they've got Fulham, haven't they? Which I think that they really, you know, are fancying and banking on for, for them points. That takes them... Because Brighton's draw takes them three points in front with a game in hand. Brighton's game in hand is against Spurs. I don't want to curse this, but you'd say probably Spurs are going to win that. So I think Cardiff need more than just to beat Brighton. They're going to need, an, sorry, more than just to beat Fulham. They're going to need another point or three somewhere. Mm. It's not over, mate. It's a long way from over, but Brighton probably could probably do another kind of another two shut up 
shop, park the bus and the bus that they found next door to their bus and, and hope and pray and they should be all right. <laughs> I would have thought. Yeah, so they, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. It hasn't been pretty all season and it's not going to get any prettier really, is it, down, uh, down there. I, 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 you know what? I haven't had much too much of an opinion uh, uh, for, you know, in, in regards to, to Cardiff. Uh, it's mostly been negative, mostly been wanting Warnock to go back down. And of course, there was the uh, um, Emiliano Sala uh, uh, a terrible uh, tragedy as well that happened in there, which I'm, I'm not very happy about. But uh, um, really, I haven't... I, there is something about getting that plucky sort of underdoggy kind of Cardiff side staying in the top flight you know there's something about keeping a, a team like Mate, that this, in the premier just wanting there's, there's just wanting yeah. there to be something on it until the last games i don't want cardiff to stay up i just don't want them to go down now you, mm. you, you get what i'm saying like uh, I yeah, 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 yeah until the last day i would like <laughs> cardiff hearts to be broken on may what is it may 12th yes yeah, uh, I mean, against man united yeah yeah yeah, I'd like them broken then. Or, like, you know, <laughs> I don't want them broken. It's too early. It's too early. Like, let the affair play out a bit more, you know. You know, have a few more nights out. Let me have kisses and cuddles, you know. Day. There you go. Let him go for it. Don't break the poor fella's art now. Lead him on a bit longer. It's so true. Um, well, I mean, Southampton's match up at Newcastle, I, I watched this and Southampton were absolutely a abysmal in the first half i just they just did not show up three goals to iosi perez how oh my goodness just ridiculous all of them could have been avoided uh they were all just you know we were just falling asleep sometimes we were just falling asleep all the way through it the only positive that i can uh, uh, give southampton in this match was that in the second half they did give it a good go they were in control for large portions of the second half lamina came back after being out with a very long injury he's been out for a long time with an injury uh came out with a beautifully taken goal uh, he came on as a sub uh, at half time and, and and scored on on 60 minutes um and really perez's goal on the 86th minute was sort of against the run of play a little bit so i i, I look with with the, the run that they have been on Hasenhudel has been doing a good job I'm going to try and stay positive they've got Watford up next away um, uh, that's on Wednesday uh, that's going to be a tough one they've got the, the Bournemouth uh, yeah the, the derby that's not a derby uh, uh, after that and then they've got what, uh, West Ham away and Huddersfield at home on the last day of the season you know I mean it's obviously they'd like it to be wrapped up as early as they possibly can. I know that you want it to, to go on uh, longer, but just as long as it doesn't involve Southampton, then, then that's fine. And mate, when you look at Brighton's matches coming up, they're, they're, I know they're three points ahead. Mate, they've got Spurs away, Newcastle at home, Arsenal away, and Man City at home on the last day. It is not good. I cannot see them getting any points at all from any of those. If they do, it'll have to be some kind of amazingly heroic match. Well, Arsenal on the run that they, you know, uh, after, after what they did and what, how Crystal Palace took them to the cleaners at, at, at the empty crates, maybe Brighton can, can have a look at uh, and seeing how they did that and take a leaf out of their foot. But um, Newcastle, uh, I don't know. Newcastle at home, is there, is there one where you would fancy them to get points? No? Yeah, look, I mean, it's just that 
I I see Newcastle on this new high. You know, their their run of form has has been really good coming into the end of things. Um, and I I see. But away Benita, from home. No, you're right. Away from home, they have not been great. Um, so it's 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 going to be yeah. You're right. It's going to be you're right. It's going to be, it's gonna be points tricky. could be there. I mean, Cardiff have to there. Cardiff have to go beat Fulham. You might fancy them to beat. And I mean, I know Palace are very good on the road, but Palace might be kind of disinterested. It'll be a physical game. It'll be a fight. Like mm. it, you know, like the thing is, is that stuff will happen. It's so unpredictable between between now and then and it's it's gonna be fun someone's heart's gonna get broken and it could well be neil warnock's i just want it to happen a little later <laughs> all right all right well let's let's wrap up wrap this all up um i i think because uh, relegation really is uh, this is the only other things to fight for the only other silly thing that we keep talking about as well as this fight for seventh place mate we had a, a couple of matches in that sort of arena that area um uh, none other and uh, more, more uh, most entertaining one was west ham against leicester as well they were a very entertaining football match uh, west ham 2 leicester 2 it ended up uh, antonio scoring a lovely goal uh, i thought and um vardy coming back uh, 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 and bringing it back Back to one all. Perez then late on on the 82nd, 82nd minute thought that he'd uh, taken it for um, uh, uh, for West Ham, and in fact they, he had a goal disallowed as well, which was definitely disallowed. Uh, and sorry, it was definitely offside, uh, uh, but it could have taken uh, West Ham up to three one. And then, mate, ninety two minutes in, um, it is this uh, this this Barnes guy uh, who Leicester have recalled from uh, I don't know, forget where he was, but he was on loan out somewhere, wasn't he? And uh, and they brought him back in. And I said, oh, am I thinking of someone completely different? Um, Barnes, he's a young chap, comes in 92 minutes and scores a, a, a gut-wrenching equaliser for Leicester City, uh, uh, make, uh, making it two all at the end of the match. So, uh, highly entertaining football match. Uh, anything to say about that one, really? Have you got anything? It was Jeremy? fun, but it didn't mean anything. No, absolutely not. Um, Huddersfield won Watford two. Gerard Derlefeu getting uh, Watford's two goals. Mate, he's, uh, he's on he form now, isn't he? He the cup he? final, doesn't he? Yeah, suddenly, yeah, he's like, pick me, boss. And the final match uh, uh, of the weekend, obviously we're not including Chelsea uh, Burnley because at uh, time of recording, we're recording this before the match. Uh, Bournemouth nil, Fulham won. Uh, Fulham are getting uh, much-needed wins just at the right time uh, of the season. No, <laughs> not quite the right time, unfortunately. <laughs> Mitrovic with the penalty uh, after 53 minutes. Uh, um, I, I wonder if any Fulham supporters went to that match. It's not too far to go down to the south coast of Bournemouth. Um, but uh, would you would you go? I mean, you've got a season ticket. You've got your away match. You know, you might as well go. And look, they've, they've, they've yeah. produced a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good for them. Nice. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> anyway, all good. Mate. Uh, uh, that pretty much wraps up everything that we've got uh, for the uh, for this week's uh, uh, Born Offside podcast. Uh, we will be back on Thursday, Thursday or Friday, I believe, to preview. Uh, uh, sort of, sorry, to review the big one in midweek, which is the Manchester City uh, versus Man United match. And also to preview the weekend's games as well, um, mate. We've got uh, we've got some good ones coming up. 
um, uh, just quickly uh, on the Man United Manchester City match. What what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen for this one? Four one. Four one, Man yeah. City. I think City to blast really them away. I think they yeah, they win abs- really quite easily. All right. Okay. And you've got uh, and Spurs have got Brighton uh, as well tomorrow. What are we What are we looking at that uh, for that one? What are you? A what are nervy, you nervy one nil win. Like a nervy one nil win. Got got it down. There you go. Um, all right. That's pretty much all there is. Uh, obviously tomorrow there's also Watford. Uh, versus Southampton. Southampton with a good chance of being able to uh, uh, to, to get this, but it is a way to watch. Are you still a bit worried? I am. I am. I am worried. I am. You are. Just yeah, a little bit. I am. All right. Uh, Wolves versus Arsenal on the Wednesday as well. Uh, uh, that'll be yeah, one that we will be able to review. And on the Friday, we'll um, when we come on, we will preview uh, Liverpool versus Huddersfield, and uh, and then the weekend's matches, which. It, Tottenham have got West Ham. That's going to be a, a, a pretty big one as well. Uh, but then on Sunday, we've got the uh, the humdinger of Manchester United versus Chelsea. Uh, that's probably got to be the highlight of the weekend for that oh, one. So football. join us again. Love it. <laughs> in abundance. In abundance. Give it all. Mate, one thing I've noticed, we haven't spoken at all about the championship. And the championship Mate, has are been... still in there. Leeds Chelsea, are still in, in the Premier League. It could still happen. Oh, mate, it they would be wonderful. Up, though. Have you seen? They, they have. They, up. they lost against 10-man uh, Wigan? No, 10-man. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. 10-man yeah. Wigan after being 1-0 up and the, and the sending off happening at in home. the 15th minute at home. Oh, it was excruciating. Incredible. Come on, after the Come on Bielsa's boys. Put it together. Come, Come on. on. We would love to see them in the Premier League next year. It would be absolutely it's great. It's not Leeds. I want it to clear. It's not Leeds I want to see in the Premier League. It's Bielsa. It's Bielsa. Absolutely. To see Bielsa in the Premier League. <laughs> I, oh, they've got, got more away. They've got Brentford away, whereas Sheffield United have to go away to Hull. Oh, it's close. It's goal difference. Come on, Bielsa. Sorry, <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope for it, mate. On the weekend, Leeds are at home to Aston Villa, and of course, Villa are the ones who are charging up from from the back. They're the the team that are really coming strong in there. But I think Grealish is out for that match. So, uh, and Grealish has been a real uh, fulcrum for them. Fulcrum? Fulcrum? No, that's not the right word. Falcon. Uh, has- Falcon, there you go. I'll just use, I'll use a different bird. Uh, yes, a real falcon for them. We should randomly select different animals to to go for. It's been a real lion for them, you know. Good, good falcon. on them, you know. Absolutely, Vardy the rat. Well, I have something Indeed. to say about that as well, uh, mate. Fantastic stuff. Uh, we shall see everybody uh, uh, once again on Friday after around Friday, a short time. We'll record it. Bye, everyone. From us, bye-bye.